On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, November 19th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy and Andrew momentarily ready to break down the Friday NHL card. Only two games today uh, on the slate. Uh, we'll get to those in just a sec. First, a look back quickly at last night. Uh, the Leafs and Rangers. Leafs with a nice 2-1 to one win. Again, another great defensive game. Jack Campbell, terrific again. Uh, and the Leafs finding ways to win these close, lower-scoring games. They do it again last night. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, they cannot build off the upset against Pittsburgh uh, as they get uh, pummeled by Calgary last night. 5 nothing shutout win for the Flames. And speaking of teams not playing well, Montreal, the uh, slide continues for them. I mean, I already know some Habs fans for me that have already waved the white flag essentially on the season saying, now just you know give the young guys a chance, see what you've got in your organization, and uh, let's just look toward next year. You're hearing that kind of chatter already around the Montreal Canadiens, and for good reason, because there just doesn't seem to be a light at the end of the tunnel right now. They get absolutely buried 6 nothing by the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. Florida gets some redemption against New Jersey for getting thr- uh, uh, thrashed by them a week ago in New Jersey. Florida b- bounces back. No Barkov, no problem. They beat New Jersey 4-1. to Tampa with a rally to beat the Flyers 4-3 in a shootout. Blues down the Sharks 4-1. to uh, in that game last night, Minnesota, the offense comes to life. They uh, crushed the Dallas Stars 7-2, four-goal outburst in the third period. Columbus didn't make it easy on themselves, but uh, they pull out a 5-4 a shootout win over Arizona. Vegas with a 5-2 win against Detroit after losing to Carolina. And speaking of Carolina, they end Anaheim's eight-game win streak with a 2-1 victory over the Ducks. Detroit Terry point streak, though, lives on as he gets the only goal for Anaheim now, 16-game point streak for him. Uh, and just a really, really fun team, Anaheim. You know, the more you watch them, there's definitely some talent on that team and liking the direction they're going in. Uh, and Edmonton, 2-1 uh, to one over Winnipeg in a shootout. We didn't expect a low-scoring game like that, but it was still a very entertaining game. Great goaltending. Skinner was very good for Edmonton. Hellebuck for the Jets. And we had another Connor McDavid. Highlight real goal added to the uh, collection uh, last night, added to the hit list, if you will. Uh, just one of those typical coast-to-coast, end-to-end rush goals for McDavid. Goes through multiple players, including both 
blue liners for the Jets and just rips it top corner, top cheese over Hellebuck to tie the game. Just another magnificent display of talent and skill from Connor McDavid to tie that game and give Edmonton a chance at least to win it uh, in a shootout. Uh, Alex, what were some of your thoughts on what we saw last night? Yeah, well, we'll start with that game, and that was an uh, interesting one for me. I, I made the note, and I mentioned it on the show yesterday, about how if you you know play that dollar thirty-five in that first period over for a half a unit, and then wait and see what's you know transpiring to try to get a better price adjusted in game. Well, one, you, you, hopefully you didn't go for that other half unit because nothing happened in that first period. In fact, we didn't have any scoring for pretty much the first 32, 33 minutes of that game. But I also mentioned Connor McDavid to score a goal at even money. Some people got his plus, highest plus 125. So I was actually able to get some profit out of that game, uh, thankfully. But the two things that really stuck out to me were Columbus, unfortunately, they did get the win, but they got it in a shootout. It was a 5-4 battle. Uh, Arizona came ready to play, and it looked like they, you know, I guess, I don't know, maybe they watched this show and then heard us and, and kind of, you know, just writing them off saying, oh, they're not going to get, you know, two wins in a row. Well, they gave it all the effort they possibly could. And uh, unfortunately, they said that game goes into overtime, goes into shootout, but they do eventually end up losing that game five to four. Columbus giving up goals in bunches now. They've gone over seven straight games. So that's something to keep an eye on for tomorrow when they play Vegas. And as you mentioned, Montreal, since Andrew comes in, unfortunately, <laughs> we got to talk about uh, the absolute destruction that they were uh, faced with at the hands of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I jumped all over that first period over, got that. Didn't expect to see three in that first frame, but uh, it was just all Penguins throughout that contest for a 6 nothing route. And so that's something I, I think that's something to keep an eye on for both teams. One, Pittsburgh's getting off the hot starts again. Might want to look at them as a team that can catch the first period overs now. And unfortunately, like I said, the Habs, it just kind of seems like this is just going to be one of those down years until they get the goaltending back, until Carey Price comes back, it's still going to be uh, kind of all hands on deck because Caden Primo, Sam Montebello, those dudes are not the answer right now. Yeah, it's tough times for sure. And uh, very, well, I was uh, couldn't believe my eyes when I saw Pittsburgh put make it 6 nothing with 10 seconds to go. Good for over betters, including me, uh, in that game between the uh, Penguins uh, and the Canadians. You think it's going to die 5 nothing? Pittsburgh doesn't need another goal. Montreal's basically thrown in the towel, but then there you go. Uh, breakaway. Somehow the Canadians give up a breakaway with 10 seconds left in the game, and it goes in, and the game goes over the total. Pretty tough, though, I will say, if you had the under to lose in that kind of fashion uh, with a sixth goal for Pittsburgh in the dying seconds of the third period. Andrew is with us now. Andrew, some thoughts from last night. Well, you know, guys, and what's crazy is that uh, the streak from the NHL playoffs for the Habs continues. Every game this year, they've scored three goals. They've won. How insane is that? Like, think about their record and think about how many goals they're giving up every game. And I don't care what anybody says. These guys, I don't care about how much money they make or whatever. We can all agree that confidence is a thing. You know, if you score the first goal, sometimes, especially as a defensive team, well, I shouldn't even say a defensive team right now, but a, a low-scoring team like Montreal, when they get that first goal, they play a different brand of hockey. When they fall behind, they open up like a soccer team and then get exposed themselves to get scored on even more. It's why a lot of times in games, we, we you see a scoreless throughout the first period and a half and you jump on that live over three and a half and it ends, you know, five goals. Um, one thing I want to remind people, though, and you guys can feel free to laugh at me for saying this, but I got this is my defense for the Canadians. People always say to me, and my friends included, you guys, all you have is price. All you are is price. All right, well, let's try and take the best player away from every single team. 
because that's what he is to the Canadians is their best player. Not every team, their best player is their goaltender. You know, uh, certain teams can have obviously way more success without their best player, uh, like Pittsburgh, like Colorado without their best players. But, you know, I hate when people say, well, all, all they have is the carry price. Well, yeah, he's their best player. That's why he makes the money he makes. You know what I mean? So last night, like Alex, who said, you know, Primo, I, I think he's actually improving, but he's still the fourth string goaltender. Let's, let's not, you know, uh, hide that. So, you know, they were decent underdogs yesterday, but that's not with their number one, number two, number three, that's with their number four goaltender. So uh, I got to just remind people every now and then that that, that is the case, but they're still playing horrible, horrible hockey. Uh, what did I learn last night? I learned that some nights favorites are going to have great nights and the books are going to get slammed. And that's what happened last night. And uh, I always talk with you guys about, uh, you know, uh, volume is it a day where I want to go a lot or just play one I played just one game and it actually was a sweat it was a Tampa Bay Lightning on the money line uh, and then I continued to just auto bet that Troy Terry point prop and uh, he got the first goal of the game so uh, for me you know it was one of those days where you sit back and you're like oh man I should have played against New Jersey oh I should have bet on Toronto but um, you can't think like that you know what I mean I, I escaped yesterday with a prop winner and a side winner and I'll take it that's right. Sometimes you leave winners on the board, but if you're still having a good, um, um, still having a good day uh, overall, that's all that matters, and you end up uh, plus use. Matty Ice, look at that. Matt Randall's in our chat. Uh, he's a guy that uh, is involved with uh, my other platform, Pub Sports Radio, the shows I do there, and he's uh, joined us in the chat here. Great to see him joining us here and tuning into the Ice Guys. Great to see you, Matt. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're cashing some tickets. Uh, hopefully, we can cash some tickets tonight on the Friday. Uh, NHL card. Let's get to it. We'll start with Winnipeg, Vancouver. Uh, very interesting line move here. Winnipeg open minus 120 road favorites. And now Vancouver, the struggling Canucks are a slight home favorite here. Minus 110 to minus 115. Total five and a half across the board. Um, I'm not involved in mo moving this line toward Vancouver. They've lost five in a row. I get it. The Jets are on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. They're going to put uh, Eric Comrie in net after Hellebuck started last night for the Jets, but kind of like last year where people were rushing to fade Winnipeg when Hellebuck didn't start and Brossois started. Brossois played well for the Jets last year. Comrie's playing pretty solid so far for the Jets this year in a backup role. 3-1, and 1.98 goals against average, 926 save percentage. Uh, you know, he was, he's given up just eight goals on 108 shots faced uh, this year. He's been solid uh, for this uh, Jets team coming into this game. The Canucks, it's an absolute crisis of confidence right now. I thought the effort was very good uh, against Colorado. And look, Darcy Kemper had to make some saves or else maybe Vancouver wins that game. But sure enough, penalty trouble. I don't know if there's a worse penalty kill in the NHL. I know there isn't than Vancouver. I mean, it's just from a live betting standpoint, it's important to keep this in mind. And Alex, you'll, you'll appreciate this here. When Vancouver gets a penalty uh, in a game, you're really wise to bet next goal yep. uh, prop for the, for the opponent. Because yep. they are just not, they are not killing any penalties right now. Uh, it is an absolute shit show with the Canucks on the penalty kill. They have given up two, 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 and three power play goals in their last four games. I mean, it's just a dreadful penalty kill. Just defensively in general, they're struggling. I feel bad for Demko. I think he's a good goalie, but he's not getting help from the players in front of him. Uh, I'm not involved in this line move toward Vancouver. In fact, I'm just going to wait it out 
and take the best price I can with Winnipeg. I don't even care that they're on a back-to-back. It's just, I think the line move's gotten a little crazy. What, just because Eric Comrie's in net? Uh, I would only look to Winnipeg here, and I like the over at five and a half. I mean, with this Canucks team, they keep talking about it. Got to shore up the defense. Got to fix the penalty kill. And I still don't see any evidence of that uh, the last few games. They've been saying it for like two, three games in a row, and we haven't seen them fix those issues. So uh, Jets and over five and a half would be the ways I would go in the, with the side and the total in this game. Alex, your thoughts here, Jets, Canucks. Yeah, I think the biggest reason we're seeing this line move toward Vancouver, one, Eric Comrie being in that. So they said teams are just kind of almost, or betters rather, are almost auto-fading this team when it's not Hellebuck starting in that. But also, if you look at Vancouver, this two-game stretch, they've got uh, Winnipeg tonight, and then on Sunday they play, or Sunday or Monday, I think, they, they play Chicago. They don't get a win or at least a point in those next two games. I think Travis Green's probably going to get fired. Even their GM might get fired as well because this is just an ugly downturn. This looked like, you know, okay, fine. We got everything after last year with the shortened season and the COVID. They could turn things around and and be at least the middle of the pack team, a a wild card contender. They don't look anything like that. They look like they could be a bottom feeder now in the Pacific. So uh, they might just clean house and just kind of run with whatever they have the, the rest of the way. Elias Pedersen got that big paycheck. He's not doing anything. Uh, he said that's with Demko. His numbers, he's, he's given up more goals than any other goalie in the NHL right now through 13 games. He's given up 43 goals. Like he said, their, their penalty kill is an absolute disaster right now. Uh, so I'm not going to play this side or total, but I'm definitely, like you said, going to be looking for uh, in-game spots. As soon as you see the, you know Vancouver get on that, uh, on the penalty kill, look for Winnipeg to score a next goal. So that's something that I'm like, going to jump in on at least at least once tonight early in the game. It's a good strategy because right now the first thing that comes to my mind, Alex, every time I see a Vancouver Canucks player go to the penalty box, uh, here comes the next goal. It's coming. Here we go. Uh, look out. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Winnipeg and uh, Vancouver? Well, uh, I'm on the opposite side. <laughs> I, I, I like the home team. Uh, I, there's, there's two there's two two games tonight and uh, two desperate teams. And I think one of them wins and uh, it's not Seattle. Uh, that little spoiler alert, but uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at Vancouver at home. I, I think that back to backs are overrated, especially early in the season. However, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this movement and I'm taking this team out of pick and, and I look at Comrie. Sure. Uh, he's been well so far, but in a lot of typical backup roles, you know, I think the coaching staff for Winnipeg, has done a good job of setting him up. Let's take a look at the teams he's played um, and how elite were those teams. You know, maybe one of the one or two of them were competitive games, but he's had your typical backup games. You know, uh, and I think Vancouver they have had a horrible, horrible PP and PK, uh, and they definitely you know have one of those teams right now where if you're an analytical player and uh, handicapper you're just lost for words. Your mind is in a thousand places because you're thinking this team should be scoring more uh, and saving more pucks. You know, um, all the numbers say that this is a better type of thing, uh, a better, better type of uh, opportunity for them to be, you know, a, a successful team this year, but they're just not putting the puck in the net. But I think in this game in particular at home, um, they should catch Winnipeg. Winnipeg's been playing some decent hockey lately, but I'm not giving up on this team. I think that they have some talent. I still think that the, their goaltending can be better, and the defenseman have maybe jumped into the rush a little bit too much, but uh, I, I think they can get it done. So, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not dissing Winnipeg by any means, guys. They've been playing some pretty good hockey. Uh, I just think it's a good bet on spot here, and I'm taking it. So, um, I think Winnipeg's got big bodies. They've got good defense, but 
Um, I'm, this is, you know, I always say that we have to adjust to what we're seeing and use the eye test. But in this game in particular, I'm going to stick with my thoughts I've had with Vancouver and maybe I'm being stubborn, um, but I think they get it done here at home. Uh, comment in the live chat. Isn't this a backup kind of game? Um, it, it might be, but that's why I'm saying that uh, I think that Comrie has only had those type of games so far. So everybody acting like he's been this stud so far as a backup. It hasn't really been against the outstanding teens by any means. It's kind of my point. Yeah, it's uh look, look he's been solid so far, but uh you're right. The uh the Canucks will be desperate. They'll be I like their effort. Their effort the last few games has been yeah. there, but it's just execution and bad defense and just bad penalty kill as well. That's absolutely doomed them in these last uh, few games. So we'll see if they can uh, right that ship here tonight in this game. Uh, and tonight, um, and definitely they have the rest advantage, the scheduling advantage. They're going to need every intangible advantage in their favor if they're going to snap this skid in. I, I think it is premature to give up totally on Vancouver. It wouldn't shock me if this team two months from now is on a, like a six, seven game win streak. They do have yeah. that kind of team that they they could put on a streak they're a solid team but right now they've got no confidence and maybe they just need that one win to get it back we'll see if that win can come tonight we've got colorado seattle the second game on the slate tonight colorado minus 145 road favorites six the total uh, in this game seattle's really in a free fall right now uh, they've lost five in a row uh, their defense has come apart a lot like it has for vancouver uh, you've seen this team give up five to arizona four to Vegas, seven to Anaheim, four to Minnesota, four to Chicago, all of them losses. And they've gone over the total in seven straight games, uh, the Seattle Kraken, uh, going into this one against Colorado. Uh, no McKinnon the last few games and no issues for them. Uh, they still find ways to win. Now, they needed some good goaltending from Kemper. You know, we just talked about Vancouver. They peppered a lot of shots at Kemper, and he was up to the task. It was a great game in net for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, Colorado, if they don't get that goaltending, could have been a different outcome. It's not just McKinnon. You know, JT Confer, we mentioned the other days out. Bowen Byram is day-to-day -day, uh, on the blue line. I'm fascinated that Dave Haxtell, guys, went with Chris Drieger tonight uh, in net for this game. Philip Grubauer, you're passing on putting him in net against his former team. I think that speaks volumes about, and there's, you talk about confidence, Grubauer's lost some confidence uh, in between the pipes for the uh, Seattle crack and the way he's played. He's been nowhere close to the standard and the level uh, he played at last year. So I think they figured give him a rest, uh, give him a break, uh, let him, you know, decompress, you know, hit the reset button a bit. And we'll go with Chris Drieger tonight in this game. So it's kind of like the last offensive. Do you guys think, do you guys think that's disrespectful? No, no, I think I think that's smart because this he's is a struggling. team that knows his tendencies mm. and the fact that he's playing like crap right now, uh, they they would expose him probably for six or seven goals. Like I said, mm. that's all they've been doing right now. So so it's more of uh, you know, he said, Yeah, yeah, you think he'd want to be I'm mm. sure he's disappointed. Yeah. But yeah. he's gotta understand the situation and, and and I'm sure they explained it. It's not just oh, we don't want you playing because you're not playing well right now, but you know, the fact that you aren't playing well and you're gonna be facing your old team all the more reason that, you know, you might have a bad game just because they know your tendencies and, and, and the tendencies he's showing right now against any team haven't been good. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question. And Chris Drieger in net instead tonight, which just was surprising based on the fact that it's almost a almost a given that you're going to start the guy that played, played playing against his former team. Uh, but that was not the case here with uh, Seattle deciding uh, to sit Grubauer, go with Drieger. And unfortunately for Drieger, you know, his only body of work was one start against Vegas uh, earlier this month. He gave up four goals on 23 shots. So there's some question marks about what Drieger's going to deliver in net tonight for the Kraken in this game. So my lean is over. I'm not betting the side in this one. 
uh, although it's tough to tough to get to the window with Seattle. But again, you're laying a buck forty five with Colorado on the road. I could have taken Chicago at a plus price the other night, and that was a good price, good spot to t- go against Seattle. Now you got to lay a moderate price on the road with a Colorado team that you know is still very much banged up. They've won in spite of it, but. You know, can they do it against the question? So for that reason, I'm going to stay off the side, but I do like the over six a little bit. Alex, your thoughts here, Colorado, Seattle. Yeah, I'm on. I'm already on this first period over. Uh, I lean with the full game over. I liked it more if when I thought it was going to be uh, Grubauer and that. But but like I said, you know, we haven't seen much from Drieger that that one start either. So it's it's not the goal. It's not the goaltending. It's the, it's defensive breakdowns. Uh, they're they're a poor transition team, and that's something you know. Like I said, Chicago for all the offensive ineptitude they've had at times, they're still a great transition team. Colorado, even missing key, key guys in the top six, they're still a great transition team. Mm-hmm. They're going to get chances. They're going to get, get uh, you know, quality looks and, and quality uh, high danger chances in this game. So I would look to the over, but I like the first period over a bit more. Uh, we've seen both of these teams cashing in with that spot. Uh, Colorado, six of the last 10 have gone over to the first period. And they're also uh, Seattle, the team that's been giving up goals early as of late as well. So that's the one play I have here. If I look to the side, I would play Colorado regulation. I think that actually might be a, a, a favorable price. You get that even money or plus a dollar five. Uh, I think, you know, the troubles are going to only continue to get worse for Seattle moving forward. Yeah, it's been a rough go. And unlike Vegas in their first year, Seattle is kind of playing like an expansion team uh, right now in their first season yeah. uh, in uh, the Emerald City. Andrew, uh, Colorado, Seattle. Yeah, I'm just not going to think twice about it. I don't think that uh, this struggling team um, will bounce back uh, or, or get it going uh, against a team like Colorado. Uh, I like what Alex said there. You know, this is a team that's proven they aren't just a one or two man team, um, which is what always impressed me about uh, top tier teams and I, I really do think that uh, they can be a team that could have, you know, Valnichus can score, Kadri score, uh, even Logan O'Connor, you know, guys down the lineup. And, you know, I'm not, you guys might remember me saying this, might not, but I said at the start of the year when I started working with you guys again that I think that Colorado's going to be an over team because their defensemen jump into the rush a lot. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but they've kind of stopped doing that a little bit more. Like if yeah. we watched the game tonight, check on like, you know, when these guys carry the puck in, they retreat back to the blue line a lot fat. Maybe I could be just noticing things and maybe it's, it's just, it's just something I saw um, that it, maybe it's happening before, but I, I think that they're starting to tell their defensemen like, Hey, we love when you jump into the rush, but let's not act like you're a forward, you know? And I feel yeah. like that's helped them a lot defensively. And if you notice some of these big games that Colorado's playing in, they've started to be a lot more low scoring. So, I actually lean towards the under in this game, but I'm I'm I've got I've got a minus one forty Colorado ticket in my pocket. It, uh, good stuff. By the way, I want to mention this Vancouver game. I'm going back to the Niels Hoaglander. Well, he had six shots last game. He had five the game before that. Over one and a half shots. You got to lay some juice with that at a few books, but I like that. And a plus three hundred to score a goal as well. I'm right back to it. He had a million chances the other night against Colorado, uh, and he had scored in a few games right before that game. So. We're right back to the Niels Hoaglander prop train, uh, if you will. Is there is there a number that you would look to take him with? Uh, I know some some sites will have the over under, but then they also have where you get at least a certain number, a single number of shots. Is there anything like that? Would you you know three or more shots, four or more shots? I have not seen that, Alex, yet. Uh, from what yeah. I've seen, there's over one and a half at a like a minus one seventy five price. Right. Uh, some books have two and a half at even money. You could go uh-huh. either. I think even two and a half. So, at even so would money you would you say if you if you if you were to see something like uh, you know at least three shots 
plus one thirty. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that's had six and five in the last two games for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Like he's just around the net. It seems constantly in, in most shifts that he's on the ice for the Canucks lately. So uh, his effort's been good, even with the team floundering. He's been there. He's been his effort's been there, uh, and he's been making things happen. So uh, we're going to go back to that here uh, in this game tonight. Boys, right. I'm getting called out here in the live chat. Yes, I am putting my money on, on the Canucks. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to go oh in the rest oh for the rest of the season. You have to keep that in mind as well. They're bad right now, but and they do get a favorable scheduling spot. Like I'm not I'm not loving Winnipeg tonight. I'll put a couple bucks on it. Uh, but there's 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 a case to be made for Vancouver for as bad as they've been. Uh, well, that's what that's why we do these shows, and that's why I think it's fun. Like we all do a bunch of different shows and across all different sports, and I I just never really look at any at, 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 like if you guys told me like tomorrow you're betting this football team that I thought I was completely betting against, I, I would be like, okay, cool. Like it, we all have our own opinions. We all handicap differently when it right. comes down to it. I'm not going, you know, I'm not putting a max, uh, you know, a, a highest rated wager on it, but I, I do have uh, some money on this game. And yeah. as much as it might blow the mind of somebody that I'm betting on <laughs> Vancouver, I don't think we're, why are we acting like this is the Jets team of like, you know, Wayne Gretzky with the Oilers? I mean, this, is, <laughs> this isn't like the uh, national team or anything like that playing against the Vancouver Canucks. Let's just, you know. You know, and they're not as good on the road. They, you know, they only won two games on the road this year for the Jets as well. They're right. two and uh, five away from uh, Winnipeg, so you have to keep that in mind as well. That's uh, you know, that's the thing. Chris Otto says it right. I love hockey for all the different angles, and you're right. There's a million different angles in each game, and that's what makes it interesting. And that's why it's good. You've got diverse opinions, it seems, with a lot of games, and that's what's great about betting NHL hockey. We'll get to best bets, and we'll wrap up the show in just a second. First, DraftKings. We want to mention them, uh, official sports betting partner of the NHL. Unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game with DraftKings. Uh, if you can bet just $1 uh, on any game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, deflection, breakaway, however they light the lamp, you win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. One puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. It is time for best bets. Uh, for this Friday edition of the Ice Guys, uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best we'll, bet? We'll head back to the Emerald City. We'll go with Colorado, Seattle. First period over, uh, goal and a half, laying a dollar thirty. I think we're going to see uh, some scoring early and often in this contest. Even he said it's not Grubauer, it's Drieger. Uh, he's definitely not a guy who's going to just be shutting down the wall. And the Colorado, the great transition team, they're going to get plenty of open looks and chances against uh, this cracking club. So we'll go with. with the Kraken and the Avalanche, first period over is my best bet. All right, Colorado, Seattle over one and a half, minus 130, first period. Uh, best bet for Alex B. Smith. Andrew, best bet. 
I'm going to shake things up. Uh, yesterday, I had some uh, connection issues, but it was going to be a prop day yesterday. Didn't get that uh, out there, but it was going to be Troy Terry to get a point. Today, Miko Rantanen, over three and a half shots at plus 120 here. Um, I, I said that I think this is a deep Colorado team, and I love that about them. But uh, Miko's had some type of, type of swag uh, from him since Nate's been out of the lineup. So, uh, I mean, even takes one power play, he might get two shots alone on that PP. So uh, at a plus price, plus 120, ranting in over three and a half shots. All right. Miko Ranton in Colorado Avalanche over three and a half shots on goal. Uh, best bet for uh, Andrew uh, McGinnis here on this Friday slate. Uh, mine is going to be, I don't love it. I don't really love anything on the two games, but I give you a best bet. This is kind of the way I felt about Monday with just a couple of games where I lukewarm on Detroit. Hopefully this one works out better than that. Uh, but my best bet by default, we're going to go with Winnipeg, Vancouver over five and a half minus 120. Again, you're talking five and a half with a team that's really having a tough time keeping the puck out of their own net, the Canucks. At the same point in time, you got to expect Vancouver to really be aggressive early, get the lead, get a, get on the board early against Eric Comrie, who's been good, but can he be good again against an urgent Vancouver team? We'll see. I think we can get over that number, especially with it being just five and a half. Uh, Jets, Canucks, over five and a half, my best bet for this Friday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the show. A reminder, we're with you on the weekends here, seven days a week, so we'll be with you tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern, for a massive Saturday card in the NHL, and we'll break it down right here on the Ice Guys. The Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download that podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.